0: Hey guys, welcome to Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. I'm Bones.
1: I'm Fofo. And this is... Sopa. (laughs) Before we continue, we would like to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by... Mr. Paws. So what is Mr. Paws, Bonezy?
0: So Mr. Paws is a premium grooming service that they also have hotel services for pets so Soba is actually a Mr. Paws ambassador yeah Saba. What's up, what's up?
1: Saba is one of the faces of Mr. Paws. And she had her first grooming session with them around a week and a half ago.
0: Yeah, so it was a really fun experience because she just had all her shots completed. And we wanted her to be fully groomed. So we got her nails cut. And what I loved was... They were so gentle when they were washing her coat, even cutting her nails because imagine siya. But I really love the way that they took care of the pets at Mr. Paws. What I
1: liked about it was they were very thorough and explained things. It was my first time to bring Soba to a groomer. I usually do things myself. Of course, it was a bit nerve-wracking to hand Soba over to be cleaned, washed, have her nails cut, have her ears cleaned and plucked, mm-hmm. and then have her hair cut as well. They explained how they handled it handle let's say how umiyak si soba what if she panics they explain what they do when each of these things happen and it just gave me a lot of confidence to hand over soba and for the next succeeding grooming sessions i might not even have to be there anymore
0: yeah so soba now smells like green tea Yung scent pinili for her shampoo
1: yeah so if you have any pet grooming needs any pet hotel needs or anything else pet related then check out mr Poss. we'll talk a bit more about them later on in this podcast
0: all right, now moving on with our topic for the day. You know how when the door closes, another door opens, or another window opens, but a window of opportunity opens.
1: Okay, yeah, I get the saying.
0: So the thing is, pag may nagsara na pinto, and parin yung baggage. So you still have the baggage of the past. The hardest part that I think that we all have to go through is letting go of all that baggage.
1: Hmm. So letting go is our topic for yes, today.
0: Yes, letting go of various things.
1: Oh wow. So off the top of your head, who do you think has had a harder time letting go between the two of us?
0: Oh, me.
1: <laughs> really?
0: I think when it comes to material things, I had a harder time definitely because I was more materialistic early on in the relationship.
1: When you said topic of letting go, I have a couple of stories before I met you that I think will enlighten you to the kind of person whom I used to be.
0: Let's start a little bit light for yeah. this episode. So, when we were kids, of course we grew up having toys from, you know, various relatives or yuma ninong or ninang. As we got older, There's always that sentimental value to these things. It could be like a blanket that we can never let go of or like that stuffed toy that you always just had in your room. But as you got older, it just stayed there and gathered dust. So what was the first thing that you had to let go from your childhood?
1: I think mine revolved around the basics. So like you said, I'm sure I had a blanket. I'm sure I had a hot dog pillow. (laughs) And I had a hot dog pillow, which was around half my size. It was a mini hot dog pillow. It was for kids. It had a Lifesaver print on it. You know, the Lifesaver candy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had a colored Lifesaver candy print on it. I just had a lot of photos with that. I wonder if I actually have photos that I could find of it.
0: I haven't seen that pillow.
1: I think I was attached to that. And then I think another thing that I was attached to when I was a kid was my Game Boy. A third thing that I was attached to would be my shoes.
0: Ah, okay. okay. I didn't have
1: a lot of shoes when I was younger and my dad would get me rubber shoes from time to time to make me play basketball. I would say those three things, when I was super young, this is maybe like like six, seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. I think those were the things I was attached to. But I think the attachment level wasn't very deep because I was so young. Okay. But it was definitely things that I remember that, hey, I really like this one.
0: So yours was a pillow. Mine was a journal that I had. Since I was in kindergarten, I always had a journal, but every year, every grade year that I would grow up, I would always buy a new notebook, but it just so happened that there was this one journal that I just couldn't get rid of. It was my journal from the second grade. That's one that I always just had there in my closet or like on, on my shelf. Another one would be, I don't was it is it weird to say like my online account on Neopets? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's I fine. Could, that's I fine. Could I think it's cool. Yeah. Get rid of it. For some reason, even after not playing for so long, I would randomly check if Neil was still alive and I would log into that account and just check up on it. I could not forget it and I was just so attached now and dame oras, that I spent on this game. I can't get rid of it.
1: A lot of younger people got really attached to their friendster and multiply accounts.
0: I was really attached to my Multiply account.
1: Right, because you invested so much time into it. There there was a
0: lot of emotion that I put into that. Yeah,
1: and you could design your Multiply account. For the younger people out there, Friendster was the Facebook Facebook before before Facebook. And Multiply was the... Facebook before Friendster. No, it was Wasn't Tumblr
0: it? before. it was Okay, like something Tumblr. like a
1: Tumblr. Or like an Instagram. There you go.
0: Oh yeah, because you could post albums of photos.
1: Yeah, so Multiply was like an Instagram before Instagram. Like mm-hmm. way back. It On was a desktop. website where you could upload photos. And everybody uploaded their own photos. And you could customize the website and how it looked to make it more personalized. And I think people would buy cameras.
0: Just for just that
1: to upload, to multiply. It was a real investment. It was a real financial and emotional investment for a lot of people. So I can imagine how you know when that went away that was a difficult part of letting go for them
0: then the last one for me would have to be these bed sheets that i had since we were young i think these were my parents bed sheets at one point it was a pink very light pink bed sheet and i knew exactly where the holes in this bed sheet were but the thing was it was just so comfortable and it was so soft and old for some reason but i just didn't want mom to throw it away even though there were so many holes in it. It just felt so comfortable and homey.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. But as I got older, as I got a bit older, like mga I'd say, age 9, 10, 11, things changed just a little bit because I became more aware of my surroundings yeah. and I had developed more moments that I would remember and cherish, mm-hmm. right? So the two things which I had a difficult time letting go were grey shirts. There was a time when you look at my photos that I was only wearing grey shirts. And I think I had like three oversized grey shirts that I would rotate with. And it was so funny because my Titas and Titas would already comment. It's like, oh grey shirt ka na naman, make ano to?
0: <laughs> Wait, why grey shirt?
1: I don't know, I just liked it. So I had one big plain gray shirt. I had another gray shirt, which I think had design. I think maybe a Mickey Mouse design. Okay, well, yeah, your favorite. I don't know. I was was a boring kid, I guess.
0: I wonder why gray. Because when I was younger, I stayed away from gray shirts because they made my underarms look like halata, that my underarms were wet. (laughs) I (laughs) didn't care. I didn't wear gray.
1: I didn't care. And then the second thing was, again, shoes. But this time, I remember that I had these Nike Penny 1s. I think air penny ones. Okay. So they're hype beast shoes now, Bones.
0: Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You some have to what, show me what. these cuz I don't remember what they look like.
1: So I had this and I remember I used to play touch ball or dodgeball, but touchball is a like, okay. I used to play touchball in school with these shoes.
0: Oh wow. And uh,
1: I just became so attached to them na kahit butas na butas na yung loob niya. Yeah. Yung parang na yeah, sa like
0: your your toes are gonna touch the ground yeah, or something. I would
1: still wear them. And eventually it took me so long to let go of rubber shoes because I would make them super and Unusable. Kelang sasalitana yung soul.
0: <laughs> it has to before be talking already.
1: Someone could tell me that they're gonna throw it away. Oh gosh. So that's where you see that my connection with inanimate objects was growing. <laughs>
0: I think also growing up, there was a time when you would go to weddings or you would go to the booze and they would give these little trinkets for giveaway. Like it would be like an angel or like a little basket. And it had the picture of whoever was celebrating. And I would just see these at home. Like they would just be like in the cabinet or even in my tita's house. It was full of stuff like that. So collecting stuff throughout the years and through time, became a thing and kind of like a memorabilia kind of thing. Like, oh, I'll remember this moment if I have these things.
1: So what did you feel when you were letting go? Because me, I think when I was younger, of course, I had no idea why I felt this way, right? But when I look back, maybe it was because I thought that these parts, these objects had become part of my identity.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what you think. Because for me, I had the journal and if I felt like I was giving it away, somebody was going to read a part of me that I didn't want anyone else to know. Or somebody was going to see it. Or I was giving away my secrets to someone else. That's how I felt.
1: For me, with, like with the shoes and the shirts, because I had been with them for so long, it's like they had been through so many experiences with me. huh. So just like a person, if you go through a lot of experiences with a person, you feel this connection. And I think that is where the letting go part became difficult because There's I felt there was an identity. Yeah. yeah There's that with sentimental them. value. Yeah, sentimental value. That that also works.
0: Identity, sentimental value, and it's also moments in time that you go back to.
1: We're getting deeper and deeper into the letting go factor of our <laughs> lives. So I think the next one like would be teenage years and this could possibly be uh, love life.
0: Maybe, yes.
1: So for you, you go first. You go first on this one.
0: Chambray, we all have like our puppy love moments, right? When I was a teenager, you go through relationships. And since it's like your first relationship, you think, oh gosh, this is like such a heavy feeling. I'm never going to feel this ever again. When I had my first ever breakup, I felt mm-hmm. like I fell into a hole. Mm-hmm. I felt like my. my What age was this? High school, fourth year high school. Parang puppy love lang kasi siya. Like, you know, those relationships that last like two months. Asingganun lang siya. And I thought it was like a big thing. But at that moment, I was like, oh, like, I feel like my insides are eating me alive. And I feel like, how am I gonna get past this? Because even though the relationship wasn't, you know, as serious or you didn't have like such a deep connection, the fact that someone said i don't want to be with you it hurts and it hurts a lot and you feel like you're unwanted in that moment
1: as a youngin how did you resolve that what did you do
0: okay so the things that i tried to do to let go or move on was one i deleted everything in my phone about this person i made sure that i didn't have anything in my house that was connected to him because i didn't want to be reminded of him anymore. The next one would be to watch sappy shows because I felt like if I cried because of these sappy shows, like I would let all my emotions out and I wouldn't have to feel pain or sadness anymore. And the last one would be to, constantly talk to either my mom or my sister or one of my friends about it because I felt like the more that I hid what I was feeling, the sadder I would get and the heavier I would feel. So as I talked to people about it and I talked more about it, the more that I would just laugh about it. So these were things that I tried to consistently do it was a conscious effort definitely
1: so mine kind of goes from zero to 100 very very yeah. quickly i guess my first real bout of having to let go was when my dad passed this moment in my life definitely shaped who i am now during that time i was 16 years old the first few years were definitely super duper difficult and i think i'm going to talk about those few years moving forward yeah because that's when my sense of nostalgia was super duper strong because at that time i had lost someone so important in my life yeah but it was after those first few years, later on, when I was in my 20s, I actually was able to use that moment, that, the passing of my dad, to help myself grow. You actually caught the 20s part. So you never caught like the 16 to 20 years old. When you
0: were grieving. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Exactly, exactly that. I guess the grieving part, the grieving process and when I felt a lot of intense emotions that I could not process and understand. I think that was the very first time that I had to let go of someone. Of course, it was kind of like, my dad was kind of taken away. Yeah. But of course, trying to accept the fact I think that was the challenge.
0: What did you have to do to help yourself get through that process?
1: You know, to be honest with you, age 16 to 20 was a blur in terms of what was I trying to do. Yeah. Because I had no idea what was happening. I was really just going through life. And I had no idea that it was a grieving process from 16 to 20. It's only in hindsight that I realized what it was.
0: But I mean, in the essence, Shempre, you're not completely like letting go. Yeah. In that moment, because you're, I think, what you're trying to let go is the sadness part. I guess Isn't so. Right? Because, I mean, you want to cherish every single moment that you have. So it's not necessarily letting go completely because you always want to remember your dad and the good times that you guys had.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I, I think it's letting go in the sense that you need to accept that this person is not in your life Mm-mm. at this moment.
0: Yeah. Oh, Fofo. Yeah, Fofo doesn't usually share. Super deep stuff like that. Yeah, you don't like usually, not like to that extent. No, I mean, like with the people out there. Of course, I know. Oh, okay. I know. We talk about these things. Yeah. yeah, But not on the podcast. (laughs) Did you ever feel like there was a moment that you said, Yes, I think I've accepted it. And then something just hits you and you're like, I'm not ready yet?
1: I think it was the opposite for me. For quite a while when I was 16, 17, I was always thinking, Why? Mm. So, why did this happen? And I guess that was stopping me from letting go because I was trying to understand it. To be honest with you, if I were to sum up this one line that Atito told me, I mean, of course, this is not verbatim. I'm really summarizing it. He said, Why not? The way that hit me was that, you know, he's in a better place. Mm. So, why would I deny my dad that? Yeah. That was the one that helped me start to move on. And he, that he is left. something that I carried with me in life, apparently. And when you look at it later on, we're going to talk about letting go in our relationship. Yeah. And you're going to see how that conversation with my Tito kind of influenced how I make decisions and how I treat, you know, letting go of things moving forward.
0: Well, thank you for sharing, Fofo. Hmm. I mean, I think these are things that, you know, are healthy to talk about because it helps us tackle our emotions right then and there rather than bottling it all up and waiting for it to explode.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely difficult. It's definitely almost always heavy when you bring it up. But the thing is, these are experiences that almost anyone and everyone will inevitably have to go through. So me being able to share it, I think, helps to a certain extent. Just another point of view from a person who's gone through it already. And before we even continue, that was a bit heavier than we thought. Let's take a little break and move back to the sponsor of this podcast, which is...
0: Mr. Paws. So I'm going to their Instagram right now. It's at Mister Ph, And you can see all the dogs that get groomed there. You'll see Soba there from time to time. But what's cool about it is they actually have these really cool dryer rooms. And I was really curious at first what it was. Because the dogs just sit there and they're just like... Wondering what's happening. Apparently, they're getting dried already, just while being comfortable. So,
1: it looks like a see-through refrigerator, well, and I would say it's the highlight of Mr. Paul's because yeah. it looks cool. So it looks like they're having getting a sauna slash massage slash dried at the same time, and it's very cool to look at and very Instagrammable. If I may It is honest. actually
0: pretty cool. And then it's cool because they're getting dried really safely. They're not getting shocked because sometimes Saba gets really scared of... She's so knocked out right now. But sometimes she gets really scared of loud noises. So... If your dog is matatakutin or they get scared easily, then I think the Mr. Paws dry room is actually a perfect experience for them.
1: The reason why we were so happy that they were going to sponsor the podcast and that Soba is a brand ambassador with them is simply because of the trust mm-hmm. and the confidence we have with them. You are entrusting your, your
0: baby your baby
1: to them. And you need to know that the trust level is there. And we wanted to share our experience with them because our confidence and trust level with them has gone sky high. So this is something, an experience that all the parents can also <laughs> experience out there. So if you're looking for a groomer to try out, Mr. Paws is something that you can definitely check out. And now we move back to the topic at hand, which is letting go. And let's move forward in the timeline. So we've structured our podcasts to a certain extent where we talk about topics and we kind of go through our early childhood childhood teen years up to the time that we're together Mm -hmm. and i like it because it gives you a sense of how we grow and i think this podcast is all about growing growing and sharing our own experience because everybody grows it's inevitable i'm sorry if you don't want to grow it's gonna happen change
0: is a constant thing
1: seeing this process and the growth of people which is basically you and me yeah it's relatable to everyone and anyone and i think that's also why i enjoy sharing and hopefully that's also why you guys enjoy listening
0: yeah so
1: we move on to the part where bones and i are already together so, so what was our first <laughs> experience of letting go
0: i think for us uh, let me put it at a material item kind of thing yeah 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 the first time i moved into you know my own place i asked Mikael to help me And we brought all of my stuff from our old house, like Mm -hmm. the house that I was living in with mom, Victor, and Lauren. Mikael was so shocked because the room was full of boxes. Like, I just had stuff piled up upon each other in the room. And he was like, what the freak? Why do you have so many stuff? He couldn't say anything for like, 10 minutes because he was just dumbfounded at all the stuff in the room.
1: At this point, I was a super anti-hoarder kind of guy.
0: You were there before Marie Kondo. (laughs) Yeah, so I
1: was super anti-hoarding at this point. And when I saw all the boxes that Poneezy had, basically the amount of boxes she had would not even fit into the new condo that she was moving into.
0: I was moving into a one-bedroom apartment.
1: It was impossible. Like, if we actually moved all of the boxes and it was floor to ceiling. It took up 75% of the unit. It was crazy. I looked at her and I was like, do you see a problem here? And here's the craziest thing. (laughs) You had no reaction. It seemed like she didn't see a problem with what was happening, but literally it was a maze. It was a maze of cardboard boxes as soon as you entered the unit.
0: I was like, what's the matter? Like, these are my stuff. I mean, it's not like you didn't see it when you were at my old house before. So why is it a problem not that they're in boxes? But I guess it was more of a, do you really need all these things?
1: Yeah, this was after Miss World, wasn't it? It was, it It was. was. Eventually, we unpacked all of her boxes.
0: We opened up every single one. And Mikael's first thing was, put aside everything that you use first. And then we'll go to the next step, which is look at the things that you don't even touch, but they're always there.
1: This was the difficult part because right when I said that, there was an emotional reaction for Bonise, and she was like, why?
0: Why do I have to give up all these things? I mean, I grew up with them. They're good memories.
1: But here's the thing. We already said why. She just didn't process it. We said, why don't you set aside the things that are always there, but you never Use Mm -hmm. and that was the key word right there. You never use. So, Bones, do you remember why you still kept things that you never used?
0: I like, yeah, I like that it was just there and I had a certain memory attached to it. But in retrospect, it was really just eating up space, and I didn't even, you know, spend even a minute with these things. These would be like magazines that I had a subscription to, they would be. Books that I probably collected, but I only read half of it once.
1: So definitely books, magazines. There were awards. There were scrapbooks. There were gifts from friends. Yung mga nabubulok na, yeah. Yung nabubulok na na toys or maybe keychains na hindi mo na makita yung pangalan doon <laughs> sa keychain. Yung talagang nabulok na yung mga gamit, but she was still keeping it because there was still a memory attached to it. But then at the same time, I was like, dude, this is so dirty. Like the last time you looked at this was definitely at least five years ago. Some maybe even 10 years ago. So for me, this is where we're tying up what I mentioned a while ago. So mm-hmm. my growth in terms of how I felt about nostalgia and sentimental value. I had come up with a certain stand when it came to nostalgia and sentimental value. Okay. And what I thought was that the memories that truly matter for me are already up here. If I need an item to remember a memory, I'm sure that my alieu factor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, recalling that memory. But maybe that memory wasn't so important.
0: Because you needed something else to remind you of it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But I understand.
1: When it comes to these old things, nostalgic things, it's always so easy to say, but these are my memories. Mm-hmm. Later on, I want to show my kids these and all these things but what i told bones was that you know what you and i moving forward we're going to make so many more memories if we get together and we have kids we're going to have so many memories to make with our kids yeah. and to be honest with you wala kung hindi mo pinakita yung keychain sa kanila na binigay ng friend mo dahil pumunta bataan <laughs> i mean yeah it's a cool memory but it's like you're also just hoarding memories. Yeah. You're not just hoarding items, you're hoarding memories to the point that not all memories are insanely important. Yeah. And especially if they're taking up space in your life, if they're cluttering up your space, you need to be able to draw a line and say, okay, this is too much. And Bonizi at that point had too much. It wasn't going to fit in her house. She had to draw a line and say, okay, these things, as much as there are memories attached to it, it's still clutter." Yeah, at the end of the day.
0: And it was nice because once we slowly started getting rid of the things I didn't need, and that included clothes as well that I had since like I was 12 years old, the space slowly started to feel lighter. It slowly started to feel refreshing because I didn't have the quote-unquote baggage that all the other items that I did before had. I felt like I was in a new zone rather than just moving my stuff to a different place. It felt like I was completely in a new headspace as well. Let's run down a couple of
1: specific items which you had difficulty letting go of. When she did Miss World, she went to a lot of barangays, not just in the Philippines, but also outside the country, in Latin America, in Europe. Europe. And each time she would go to these places, they would create plaques for her, plaques of appreciation, to the point that the plaques were like...
0: Super big.
1: Super big. And I was like... Bones, is it okay if we throw this away? I appreciate the fact that you know you were given something to show their appreciation for you. Yeah, But at the same time, I was like, Bones, how important is this to you? This is taking up a lot of space.
0: Yeah, I think it came to a point where we were like, is it practical to have this at home? Because it was such a... A nice memory to have, but honestly, do you remember every single thing that happened in that moment that you got this? I
1: was just telling her, you need to really just draw the line on, you know, is this really sentimental to you? Is there a real weighty memory attached to this object? Or is it just you projecting sentimentality into it
0: or showing off something
1: right yeah that could also be one, one yeah thing.
0: definitely practicality because we didn't want to overflow the different spaces in our home and we wanted to make sure that every single thing that we had here was functional And that's something that we always do, even when we buy new stuff. So since we rarely buy new things, that's one thing we always ask ourselves. Is this something that we're always going to use? Is it just going to sit in a corner and gather dust? Because if it is, then maybe it's not worth having at home.
1: How has this evolution of letting go led to our lifestyle at the moment?
0: I think it's been helpful because now we do like a spring cleaning like twice a year, thrice a year, where we go through our stuff and we see if we use it a lot. And if not, then we'll probably sell it online, sell it to friends or family or like give away some things that we really don't use anymore.
1: Our uh, material life at the moment, I would say is quite sparse. Mm -hmm. There aren't a lot, we don't have a lot of material things. The material things that we do have are very functional. And I think that was a word that you used very well. Yeah, like because every we,
0: everything like tech that we have is something that we use for work and something that we've gotten an ROI on. It's made things very
1: easy for us. It's made things very light in so many senses of the word. So light in the sense of physical space, because we actually really have a lot of space in our condo. Mm-hmm. Our walls aren't littered with paintings or stuff that are hanging. But at the same time, light in the sense nah there's nothing that's distracting us from the present. Yeah. We're always looking forward, trying to see what kind of memories are we going to create rather than what kind of memories have we had. Yeah. Because sometimes when people go down memory lane and look for that nostalgia, sometimes that can take hours. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just, like, sitting down in a dusty drawer or cabinet, and you're looking through stuff. But, you know, those few hours could have been just put to use hanging out with your loved ones and making nicer memories with them and newer ones at that.
0: I think if there's anything that we've really kept that is like that. Like, that's just in a corner and we go back to every so often. It's We kept two photo albums each from each of our families that we can go back to every so often. We can show friends when they come over. It's nice to have these things. Back then, we really relied on, like, photos and developing the photos. So it's nice to look back on memories like that. So we kept two albums each.
1: Yeah, So, but like I said, you know, and like I always say in the previous podcast episodes, this... Lifestyle that we have It's something that we grew into And we're really just sharing How we grew into it Everybody else Has different things And different opinions When it comes to Memories Nostalgia uh, Decluttering And de-hoarding To each his own Everyone has their own journey But We're just sharing How we got to this place And I think Now I see the importance Of having to You know Share our timeline Growing up
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And how that happened and me, my turning point was when I lost my dad because it just gave me so much more perspective on, you know, letting go is not a bad thing. It's something that you're going to be doing continuously throughout your life. Yeah. So letting go of these small things. I was like, it's okay. This is fine. I, I, I mean, I'll be able to tell the story when I remember it. And mm-hmm. if I don't, I'll have new memories to make in the future.
0: And I think, like, because we've been through these moments in life, it's nice to remember it. Like from our perspective. It's nice na balika natin through stories rather than through items. But that's just how we are as a couple and as individuals.
1: Since we do get a lot of stuff because of our work, so a lot of brands send stuff, a lot of people send gifts over. I'm just curious because obviously we have no problem letting go of material things nowadays. What do you think about re-gifting these materials?
0: I don't have a problem with sharing things. 20 bottles of lotion. Like, for example, I'm not going to be able to use those 20 bottles before it expires. I want to be able to share these things with the people around me. So I don't have a problem, actually, with sharing these things if it comes to like okay, a Christmas so, gift. All right, fine. Okay, so a had Christmas gift and somebody gave me, let's say, shoes that I already had. What do I do with them? What do you do with them?
1: okay, so uh, obviously you have no problem regifting, so where do you draw the line? Where does it come to a point where this is a gift that you will not regift?
0: There have been items that were handmade. gotcha that they really spent time and effort in making, and they said, nah, I made this specifically for you like remember when made Oh my god, us those, I was thinking about the yeah, same thing. Yeah, so our, our driver, Queer Roland, made us these baskets and he made me like this basket, na pink, made out of recycled material. And he made Mikael like this house made out of recycled material. And although like I didn't know what I was going to use it for, I found it so like endearing and you know, heartwarming that he actually spent time making this to give to us. So I found a way to actually use it in our home.
1: But that's the exception. I can count a handful of gifts that we decided we're not going to re-gift or throw away, to Mm-mm. be honest with you. What are these things? One would be like something like Roland what he gave. Yeah. Because you could tell that there was so much effort. More often than not, there's not a lot of things that we won't re-gift. Because for me... Sayang ren if you put it straight in the trash can. Yeah. There are other people who may be able to appreciate it. It's not like we don't appreciate what the person gave us. It's just that sayang talaga yung actual product and actual item na binigay nila.
0: There have been moments, but these are with really good friends of mine. I had a friend give me something and I said thank you but i don't think i'll be able to use this but these are friends that i really like, grew up with and you know they know me from the inside out so they know that this is my personality sa kanila ko lang kayang sabihin yun na thank you ha pero h- i can't use this yeah. item
1: i'll be honest i'm sure some of you guys are thinking paano ko ma-offend namin yung mga nagbigay ng gifts and i'll be honest that there will be other people who will never understand the concept of regifting. For them, we gave you a gift, you use this. Yeah. So that's their line of thinking and I know there are people like that.
0: Unfortunately, we- I had somebody get mad at me. Somebody gave me an item that they thought I would be able to use because it was a hobby or a like of mine but... In reality, I already had something like that, so I decided to give it to somebody else who I thought would be able to use it. And I guess they found out about it. They're like, "Megan's so ungrateful. Like she doesn't accept like this gift that I gave her."
1: Yeah, I I have two points to that. Okay. To that story, because Megan already had a similar item to that. She had two choices. She would either store it for it to never be used, or throw it. Or the second choice, which is to give it away and give it to someone who could actually use it. Yeah. So rather than wasting space and wasting that item, you might as well just give it to someone to be used so that it's mas mas magamit useful.
0: Yeah, because you could either give it back to the person who gave you the gift, but then they would be upset. Or you could re-gift it to somebody and then they would still be upset that you re their gift. So exactly. I mean, what do you choose, deba?
1: You need to be able to... Be aware of the feelings of the person. Mm, you gave definitely. It. Being aware of that person's feelings doesn't mean that oh you keep it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You just need to be aware that you don't like give it back or hindi ka naman disrespectful in the way that you, you handle say it. the yeah. gift. You see it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's very important. And I think one example of showing disrespect is let's say binigyan tayo ng coffee set ng okay. ng friend A.
0: Oh, we've gotten a lot of coffee sets, by the way.
1: And then, we re gift natin. Pero, yung pag re gift natin, nakalimutan natin si friend A yung nagbigay. Abhinhalitan natin. Re -re gift natin natin kay friend A. I think that is extremely disrespectful. Yeah. So I think you need to be aware of at least those things. <laughs> so not not just disrespectful. So people are allowed to, you know, handle gifts in their, that they receive in their own way. But at the same time be respectful that, you know, you are given this gift out of love, mm-hmm. out of admiration, maybe. So the very least that we could do is at least respect that that action of being given something. So maybe a thank you letter to them and yeah. not re-gifting it back to the person who sent it.
0: Actually, one thing that... Which has
1: happened to people. It hasn't happened to me, no, thank God.
0: Thank goodness. But what what's interesting is that for our wedding, we actually didn't ask for any gifts. Like People were saying, what do you want like for your wedding? And we said, it's fine. You don't need to give us gifts because all we wanted was to celebrate our marriage and our ceremony and family. So we said, you don't need to give us anything. Just be there and we're happy now with that. Because we didn't want a bunch of things piled up also at our home. (laughs) All right. So now we move on to the loaded question of the week. All right. Loaded question of the week. Since we're talking about letting go, is it okay to be friends with your ex and to discuss with them your problems with your current partner? Oh, wow. Wow. That is loaded.
1: That's a loaded question. The thing is, I don't talk to my ex and... how then? (laughs) I understand how different dynamics could make this question possible. Uh-uh. It's just that right now, this question is not applicable to me or Bones at all. An example of where this, I imagine this might be possible is, kung kabarkada mo, tapos naging girlfriend mo, yeah. and then you eventually broke up but that barkada still remains, then there's still always a connection to your ex.
0: Yung, actually, I have an example. Yung kuya ko, His high school girlfriend was actually his barcada. And they broke up eventually, like, somewhere down the line. But they were, like, 15, 16 years old when they got together. But they still remain really good friends. And she is... She's actually a really good family friend because her parents... Her dad is my ninong.
1: Okay, wow. So,
0: we're, like, really close-knit, our family. And... They stayed really good friends. She would always come over to the house and we'd hang out. Eventually, my brother met his future wife. And she, in the beginning, was so jealous of my brother's ex. But because they were really good friends, you know, she just wasn't out of the picture. She was always there. Somewhere down the line, my sister-in-law, Melissa, became really good friends with her. And must close, pa sila but there was like that different kind of dynamic that they were always like childhood friends and they grew up together.
1: This question is just so different from our reality. I'm having a difficult time answering it. Bonizi, if I had an ex who I was still talking to, if we fought and I would be texting my ex,
0: I think it would be weird. Like if you went to your ex for problems because whatever problems that you guys had are completely different from ours because you were a different person then, you're a different person with me, and you grew into the person you are today not just because of you know your surroundings, but also because of the things that we learned together. And whatever principles you might have had before might be different from now. So parang, I, I find it hard to process that you would go to an ex who you were romantically involved with because in my head i'd be thinking what are they going to reminisce now <laughs> how like their time was better than this fight that we had so
1: gotcha that's scary that is a scary moment yeah. because they could do that that possibility is i mean there. like i
0: trust you completely but you can't trust emotions that pop out of there
1: here's my take on this i completely understand where you're coming from because that's us yeah you're speaking for me at this point as well. Yeah. And I agree with Bonisi. Here's the thing... I would just like to put a disclaimer because I am well aware that there are couples with this kind of dynamic. Who's to say that it's not working? Yeah, it yeah. It could possibly be working. Yeah, there might be some downfalls, but there also might be some advantages that we don't see because we don't live because that life. Because we
0: don't experience it. That's correct. I'm just speaking from our point of yeah, view. Yeah,
1: so Bonizi is just speaking from our point of view where we do not experience it at all. We're kind of trying to just
0: figure out how. Think,
1: imagine it. We're trying to imagine that being in that situation (laughs) really that's all it is just imagining it but i'm sure there are so many different ways of how relationships work yeah just to move back to the point of this podcast the point of this podcast is to share our point of view and our situations just sharing that and if people can relate to it then great
0: yeah.
1: And if people just like listening to it as a source of entertainment, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very much aware that there are so many other different kinds of relationships out there with crazy dynamics or more simplistic dynamics.
0: But it works for them. And it
1: works for them, and that's valid. So that's also cool. We're still very much aware of that. But yeah, that was a tough question for us, I'd say.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. Do you want to answer the second loaded question of the week? Oh, yeah, we, I'm game. Okay, loaded question of the week number two. Okay, what if your current partner can't or is still not over their past relationship? What will make you decide to let him or her go?
1: This happened to me because I had a very strong first relationship. And those feelings were carried over to the time when I was together with Bones. So we got together January. I only fully let go of my first relationship maybe... Middle of that year. So, six months into being together, it was really just me being in the moment with Bones and allowing myself to enjoy moments with her. Yun yung panlaban ko dun sa nostalgia of my past relationship
0: i remember that Mikael used to talk about his ex a, a lot, lot during the first half of our relationship like he wanted to share like stories and yeah. moments that they went through oh at first i didn't mind because i mean like they were actually pretty cool stories and it showed me how michael was when he was in his first relationship how he would tackle different things the way that he thought i was like okay i'm taking it this way so that i learn more about my partner and i learn more about how he is as a person but then eventually i said you know what you don't really need to talk about your ex because we're also making new memories i don't mind these stories but maybe it's time to like kind of (laughs) lessen your stories about her
1: i guess that was her time on my timeline i was enforcing it i didn't know when I was going to be able to get over that nostalgia and those memories and those triggers where it would trigger memories of my past relationship. Yeah. But it happened. And I think it only happened because I was so open to you know, making newer memories with Bone Easy. I think it was midway through that year that I first asked her through our first year mm-hmm. where I just suddenly realized that you know, Bonisi, you are the love of my life. Like, there are no triggers anymore for my past relationship. And that was only because I was giving us a real shot. Yeah. So I I think it could have also gone to the point where, you know, I would just sink into these old memories and be with you. But it's also the old memories that are in the forefront of my mind. I didn't want that to happen. I just respected that old memories would be triggered. But I was always looking forward to what you and I were having. And, uh, yeah, that led to 10 years of being together. What's up? And
0: getting married. Woohoo!
1: I think that worked out pretty well. <laughs> that was how I let go of it. I respected that it was there and I didn't force it out. Yeah. I didn't force, no, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't think that would have worked. So, I kind of just let it flow. And I was scared because I didn't know if, you know, that flow was ever going to stop. Mm. But it did. And I think I think eventually for a lot of people, the same will happen because... Time has this crazy way of dulling things. Yeah, to like it does. It dulling does. pain, dulling memories. And that's what happened to me.
0: Our- episode for today kind of went up and down and up and down because we had like some light moments but we also had some really heavy moments for this podcast episode
1: so thank you for joining us on this roller coaster ride and before we get to the very end of this podcast we'd like to remind everybody that this episode is brought to you by Mr. Paws and we have the brand ambassador of Mr. Paws right here looking all nice cute fluffy and fresh
0: yeah and what I love about them is that you can schedule your appointments online that is at www www.mrpaws.ph and you can check them out on instagram PawsPH. you can see how they groom the pets that go in there you can also leave your pets there if you need to go away for a day or if you have work on location or whatnot you can always leave them at the pet hotel and they will take really good care of your pets
1: yeah, Mr. Paws has been absolutely amazing in terms of a grooming experience mm-hmm. for our first pet together. They really, really gave us a lot of confidence. I'm just going to go back to that because I think that's something that pet owners yeah. and parents Mm-mm. should always have, especially when they're handing responsibility of their pet to someone else. So we're very, very happy with Mr. Paws. And if you want to know what it's all about as well, just check out their Instagram or visit one of their branches.
0: All right. And that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. You can also answer the loaded question of the week in the comment section. And we hope to see what your experiences are like because like Mikael said earlier, each relationship is different. Each experience is different. And it's nice to pick up a little thing or two from you guys.
1: All right. Well, that ends the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Fofo.
0: And I'm Bones.
1: Bye. Bye.